You can listen to The Professional Left wherever you get your podcasts on Netroots Radio or at our website, proleftpod.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for April 22nd, 2022. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the Cornfield Resistance, where we are proud to announce the launch of our new station, ProLeft Plus, which, I'm being told, has just been canceled. So never mind. But we are still the professional left with Drip Glass and Blue Gal. As CNN Plus. CNN Plus. Man, what's Chris Walls going to do now for beer money? I don't know. Well, they've announced generous severance benefits for the people that are signed on and changed yeah. jobs and did everything to join this endeavor. And clearly they hadn't either they hadn't thought it through or the suits upstairs just didn't commit. Yeah. Well, and, and- can't can't face one second of loss or investment. That's going to hurt share prices, which is pretty typical. I like to point out when recounting my uh, long and checkered past that Mm -hmm. of the many, many places where I have either been let go or laid off or quit or or couldn't stand them anymore, um, they all went out of business or (laughs) were canceled only after I left. I'm sure Chris Wallace and the rest of them are going to get a better severance package than I ever got. Than you ever got. Absolutely. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. So I'm not worried about them, but what they're concerned about is how do I get back on TV? (laughs) The Megyn Kelly thing. Okay. You gave me $30 million to go away, but how do I get back on TV? I want to be TV. That's my identity is being on TV. And okay. My goal (laughs) is to get Democrats elected. Yep. Vote blue. Um, blue. I had someone accuse me of, today on Twitter of being vote blue no matter who. And I'm like, Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I am. You caught me. Busted. This is on the day that Uh the Florida Republican Party is eliminating black districts in the state of Florida. And I'm supposed to not be vote blue no matter who because the Republican Party has a plot to take away reproductive rights for my daughters Mm -hmm. and increase my taxes and sunset social security just in time for me to try to get some uh you know darling you know what i would like i don't want this i don't want this to happen in the real world i want this to happen in an alternate universe where i'm completely mm-hmm. unaffected by it <laughs> good <clears throat> luck you know a, sort of over in a different universe yeah uh, i would love it if there were an alternate universe that i could just peek into where all the dems suck but trump's trumpers suck too independents and centrists actually do form a third party Oh. I will. I guarantee you, a week into it, not one of them will be left alive because the party would be half Medicare for all right now, or we burn this fucker down. Mm-hmm. And half of them would be if only Joe Biden had heeded Joe Manchin. I just, I just couldn't stay a Democrat. And watching those two <laughs> groups of independents form a party and try to find a consensus around anything mm-hmm. would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, but you know. We don't live in an alternate universe. We don't have a spare universe to fiddle with. We have this one. And in this one, as Lawrence O'Donnell and his panel said last night. Uh, with their Wednesday, riffing night. Off, Wednesday yeah. night. Wednesday night. Riffing off of a Rob Reiner tree, uh, tweet. Uh, first of all, Rob, great tweet. Second, uh, if you have $100,000 to throw away, please don't give it to the Lincoln Project. Um, like you did last time. Please just send a check to us. A tenth of that would be appreciated. No. They don't even um, have to send it to us. Send it to Democratic candidates. 
that you know will make where you know it will make a difference. And hey, you should have darling, enough money to research that. <laughs> darling, he could do both. <laughs> I'm okay. pretty sure he could do both. It won't stretch his pocketbook to do both. But uh, essentially, he tweeted, you know, a vote for the Republican Party is a vote against democracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is nothing that any liberal blogger for the last 20 years would come as a, sh- a, a surprise. Um, but Lawrence O'Donnell did a whole panel on it, and it had some really good people on it. It had, uh, well, okay, it had Stuart Stevens, and it had Lawrence O'Donnell, and then it had Richard Stengel, and then it had, oh, what's his name, who was a the liberal um, Iraq war pimp for a long time who has never been scorched by any of his his bad habits. But they, they quoted Adam Davidson from the New York Times. They quoted Jay Rosen, who's a friend of our podcast. And the subject of the entire segment was both siderism is killing us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah. That's yeah. great. That it is really was great. a both sides don't panel and yeah. recognizing that journalism has to make adjustments. Right. And they were all At talking long about last. Yes. And they all talked about how hard it was, how hard, <laughs> how difficult that is. But it's true. And, you know, and, and the most honest one there, honestly, was um, Stuart Stevens. Mm-hmm. Who said I, I can't find anything to disagree with about that statement? You know, it it just this is the party. The De- Republican Party is a is is anti democracy, mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. vote for Republicans, you're voting against democracy. It really is as simple as that. Mm-hmm. The, the, mm-hmm. But the moment when I stood up and said, "Oh fuck you," um, I'm sure you remember the moment, Blue Gal. I do because I was sitting yeah. there with you, yeah. <laughs> laughing. And this is just something you know. We were watching something else. I flipped over to see what was on, and we stayed there. And glad we did. And I wrote up a whole thing about it today, but it was um, Richard Stengel. They're talking about the Republican Party being the problem. The mm-hmm. Republican Party is the problem. And if you pretend neutrality, you do violence to the truth because one party is fucked up and one party isn't. And and, and Rob Reiner's tweet was about Republicans and Republicans. voting Republican. That was what it was about. Right. And But the... Both siderism and Richard Stengel is the former editor of Time magazine and a bunch of right. other stuff. So he has a lot, had a lot of control over what people said and did in his universe. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't help himself. The the, the coding yeah. is so deep in their soul that in the middle of this discussion that's explicitly about political parties, he said, Well, you know, this isn't about political parties. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said, Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, stop it. What? But Everyone says that. This isn't about left or right. He this had isn't to about put Republican putting on the meatball. He just had to. He, he yes. couldn't do it. He couldn't stop himself. And yeah. and and I don't know if anybody's side-eyed him or anything, but I'm like, this is the fucking problem. You get it right for one second. It's like, you know, it's like when Ted Baxter, for one brief shining moment, stood up and said, Hey, if you fire the rest of these guys, you've got to fire me as well. At the last episode of the Mary Tyler Moore show. Sorry for the spoilers. And then when the slightest pressure was applied to him, he said, no, please let me keep my job. <laughs> and I think Murray's, Murray Slaughter, the, 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 the news writer on the show, said basically when you see a donkey fly, mm-hmm. don't be, mm-hmm. you know, it's not whether he falls back to earth or not. It's the fact that he flew at all. Mm-hmm. The fact that you put together a panel on MSNBC during prime time to say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. both siderism sucks and it's bad and it's toxic and it's really what's killing us was great. But mm-hmm. but he but Richard Stengel just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. He just and and the reason it's it's automatic. It's automatic. The the response to every Republican atrocity is well the Democrats do it too. The response to every time Republicans fuck up is this is and and the response from all the fucking never Trumpers out there, all of them is this isn't about left or right. This isn't about 
parties. This is about all of us. This is about democracy. Fuck you. That's because you don't want to take responsibility for what you did. So now it's everyone's fault. Your mess is everyone's fault. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it was great. It was a thrill to see it. But man, it just stood out like a sore thumb. Like this is the problem. This guy being unable to control his autonomic nervous system that tells him, quick, blame both sides. You're in danger of blaming one side over another. Quick, blame both sides is is something that will have to pass out of existence via his generation because mm-hmm. they can't they can't stop doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um anyway, you know how I am. I know how you are drift glass. Are we going to be okay though as a nation? I need some reassurance that well, America America as a as a as a geographic area is going to be fine. <laughs> except for climate change. <laughs> yeah, well except for climate change. Uh, we're in for a, a rough ride. Mm-hmm. We're in for a rough ride. We are because um, for a lot of reasons, for a lot of reasons that began a long, long, long time ago and are, are coming to, to fruition now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now the mad scramble is the same as it was after the 2016 election, <clears throat> which is everyone's trying to find someone to blame. Yeah. And, so everyone's- and the fear that's that this is something that I wanted to talk about because sure. you put in our notes, what are you doing to help? get Democrats elected. And we mm-hmm. had a letter from a listener saying, look, Blue Gal, Drift Glass, I love you, but your message needs to be vote Democrat. Your yes. message needs to be elect Democrats. That's it. You really don't need any more complicated message than that. And they're right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have seen, particularly today for some reason, and maybe it's because I was noticing it, but um, people falling into... Uh, behaviors and and attitudes and tones of um, blaming everyone else for the upcoming midterms failing us. Right. And positioning. Uh, right. Positioning themselves so that after the deluge, they can say, look, I was right. I was right. Should have done it my way. Yeah. Should have done it. Should have. You know, Democrats should is another one that. Uh-huh sends up red flags or should send up red flags because that's a signal to me to get back to postcards to voters, sign up to volunteer. We're, we're going to support Nikki Badinsky, who is the candidate uh, for Illinois Talk. 13 Democratic mm-hmm. Party. She's been endorsed by AFL-CIO and all, a lot of other good people, mm-hmm. including both our senators. Um, I didn't mention that your former congresswoman also endorsed her, Jan Schakowsky. Jan Schakowsky. That's great. So, you know, that's, yeah. that's a sign that, you know, she's yeah. good. I don't know anything about her except that she's the Democrat and she's been endorsed by everybody. Right. Um, and, and the district has been drawn in Illinois 13 to be a Democratic district. I'm going to be interested to see how that works out because – it is so heavily dependent on colleges and universities to get yes. those numbers. Mm-hmm. And that scares me, but I can text for her. I can do postcards for her. I can do phone calls for her. We can get out the vote as much as possible. That's what, that's yes. what I can do. That's what we can do. Yes. That's what we can do. And that's what I'm going to do. Cause I'd like to have a democratic Congresswoman, frankly, <laughs> representing right. me. Right. <laughs> well, but you're, you're right. And you can see it happening in social media, mm-hmm. all the, all the positioning, Mm-hmm. The same dynamic, as I said before, of 2016, where everyone knows Hillary Clinton's going to win. So how do we mm-hmm. position ourselves to look like tough, fair-minded journalists right down the middle? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, by beating mm-hmm. up on Hillary Clinton. 
right. relentlessly because Trump, yep. Trump isn't going to win. So after she wins, we need to be able to sh- you know walk around with our with our shiny tough ass journalism medals. So mm-hmm. we're just going to pound the shit out of emails, even though it's not really yeah. a story, because right. we have to be balanced and fair. And when it all went to shit, and when she lost, they all scrambled for who was to blame. Mm-hmm. Who was to mm-hmm. blame? Well, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. You did it. How about you? No, I didn't do it. And you know, some of them had gone so far, like Matthew, Dad, just to delete his entire social media record yeah, right, from that period. Because right. he right. doesn't want to face the consequence. He wants to be on TV. I got to be on mm-hmm. TV. <laughs> but he doesn't want to face the consequences of all the shit he said in the past. Um, and- after the midterms, if the news is bad, all the people who are red rose leftists will say, see, if only you had come out from Medicare for all and and used your mighty executive pen to legalize pot, even though that he can't do that, then Biden would have won. And the rest of them, all these other independents will say, you know what? If only Joe Biden had listened to Joe Manchin, if only he'd been more centrist. Yeah, right. If only he was more to the right, he'd he'd have won the midterms. That's exactly what they're going to say. Yeah. And yeah. and evidence of this <laughs> fell into my lap today. I, I will not bore you with the long version of this. Listening to the Lincoln Project, listen to Reed Galen talk to Elise Jordan. These are two of our quote unquote allies. And Elise Jordan is the former campaign person for Rand Paul. Rand Paul. And she has, and the thing that made me laugh was her waxing poetic about the good old days of Dwight Eisenhower. And what would Dwight Eisenhower make of the fact that now all anybody does is sit around and complain about what they don't have and how bad things are. Says Elise Jordan, who spent an hour on the Lincoln Project podcast complaining about how bad things are and how nobody <laughs> takes responsibility for anything. Like, but here's the thing. All she talked about were Republican talking points. Absolutely. Why, you sh- you played a segment for me. And there were lies. There were just fucking lies. There were, there were, she said, and she said it would be easy. Right. And, you know, Biden could have easy wins if he just restructured the tax. If he just taxed billionaires. Tax billionaires. And, and tax wealthy people. Why won't Joe Biden and the Democrats tax wealthy people? Why are they so, why are they <laughs> so crazy? easy win for them. That's what? such an easy win for them. Sure. Because <laughs> why don't they just do that? Well, because Joe fucking Manchin won't let them do it. Do you, yeah. do you count? Do you know how to count? Big numbers. You have to take your shoes and socks off to get to the higher numbers. And I'm sure she's smart enough to know better. I'm sure she's smart enough to know she's lying. Yeah. Because yeah. 96% of the Democratic Party would love to raise taxes on billionaires. It would seem she, Joe Manchin's yeah. platform. But there is at least one, possibly two. Drift Glass, the Lincoln Project won't have on Elizabeth Warren to explain no, why we can't not. tax billionaires because of two votes in the Senate. Of course not. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, at least Jordan can't understand why Democrats won't stop talking about defunding the police. Yeah. (laughs) The only people talking about defunding the police are you and Fox news. What does that tell you about the one congresswoman? Right. That's it. That's all there is. And you know, who's, who is in a district where that really matters. Yes. So, you and know, the problem yeah. with with democratic messaging is progressive voices dominate the airwaves. Why won't <laughs> why won't Democrats take responsibility? Why won't they brag about their accomplishments? Why don't they talk about all the good stuff they're doing? Like every fucking day they have a news conference. Nobody in the media covers it. Yeah. The reason you hear about every time I don't know AOC stubs her toe is because it becomes a flaming bid scary story on Fox News that shoves its way into the mainstream press. That's the only reason you hear about this. So she is literally going through a series of Republican talking points and blaming Joe Biden and Democrats for shit that Joe Biden and Democrats either are trying to do and can't do because centrist Joe Manchin won't let them or just 
fucking lying. And Reed Galen's nodding his head, go, yeah, it is a shame. Boy, it is a shame. Boy, I wish. And this, these are people who want, who, who took 30 something million dollars from credulous liberals uh-huh. to, and won nothing. Yeah, I know. Because of their campaign expertise. And they are positioning themselves to say, if only Democrats had listened to us. Drift class. Only they I watched to a us. video yesterday of mm-hmm. um, Sherrod Brown, Biden's head of the EPA, and Tim Ryan, the okay. Senate candidate, the Democratic right. Senate candidate, who may or may not win the primary. I don't know much about Ohio, what's happening right there, but I believe he's the front runner for the Democratic nomination for Senate. Mm-hmm. The three of them were in Youngstown, Ohio, talking about how the infrastructure bill was going to bring jobs and clean water to the people of Youngstown. Yes. Good jobs that can't be outsourced and change the pipes so that pipes that bring water that create developmental disabilities in children. This bill and this money is going to fix that. Mm-hmm. And that didn't go viral. That didn't oh. go. Nobody retweeted that except for me that I saw. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. there we can go on and on. There are over and over again. You see Democratic congressmen and senators going out and doing small local events where they tout what this money's going to do for their district. Mm-hmm. That's just happening. Well, and can I interrupt just to say, mm-hmm. many years ago, it seems like decades ago, when people were complaining about Barack Obama, blah 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 blah. I wrote a long post about Barack Obama, the manufacturing president. Yes, right. Through, how many I events he did, right? How many the events, the White House events, all the times he went on the ground, how factories he visited. Here's a here's a press release. Here's another press release. Here's manufacturing week, et cetera, et cetera. All of which I knew about because that's yeah. my thing. Mm-hmm. None of which was covered anywhere in the mainstream press. None mm-hmm. of it. And mm-hmm. it's like, dude, what do you want? I mean, he literally is doing things, inviting reporters, but they'd rather talk about, you know. The Kenyan problem. They'd rather mm-hmm. talk about Hillary's email. They'd rather talk about anything other than what that guy is trying to get you to focus on, which is jobs, mm-hmm. middle class stuff, good wages, you know, et cetera, et cetera. They, they don't want to talk about it. And there's no force on earth that is going to bend Chuck Todd's neck and make him cover actual news. He, he won't do it. The, the mm-hmm. corporation he works for doesn't want him to do it. They want them to cover a bunch of Republicans and never Trumpers bitching about how Joe Biden is already a failed president. That's all they want. Mm-hmm. And they're getting it. They're getting what yeah. they want. And how you fix that, I don't know, except you fix it from the ground up, from not, not from the top down. Because the uh, Exactly. A- Be a grassroots person and right. do what you can to get Democrats elected. That's- Let's say- Let's say that's you how own I'm going to keep my sanity for the next six months. Well, let's say you own a spice company. Ah, what would you do if you owned like a, I don't know, a spice company like Penzies, like Penzies Spice? Not a sponsor of this podcast, but we no, love them anyway. Not a sponsor of this podcast, but a podcast listener sent us some Penzies spices and a refrigerator magnet that said "Choose Love" on it. That's on Ooh. our fridge right now. So, nice. yeah, uh, they're a hippie company. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. They're a hippie company, and uh-huh. they're. Spices are very good, especially their seasoned salt. I really like their seasoned salt, which I shouldn't eat too much of, but it's good. And their pepper and their other spices. I will I will endorse them even though they're not paying me to do it. <laughs> but um, And thank yeah. the podcast listener who sent us a gift box of Penzi Spices because that was really a nice gift. We really mm-hmm. appreciated that. We do. We really do. Uh, but I noticed on their website this week, and I don't know how long this has been up at their website, but in addition to the About Us page that 
every company has, you know, showing where they are and what they do and all the good stuff they have um, and offering a personal touch. Penzi Spices has a page called About Republicans. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. I do recommend you go over to Penzi's. It's P-E-N-Z-E-Y-S Spices and read their About Republicans page. But I'll read a couple paragraphs here. About Republicans. As we've now said on our first ever About Us page on our website, there's something unique about humankind's relationship with spices that time and again has caused spices to be a driving force for change. We live in a time calling out for change and for solutions to very real problems our country and our planet face. There are two very different futures ahead for us, totally dependent on whether we solve these problems or not. With so much at stake, we feel obligated to use the unique position spices hold in our lives to try to help promote the solutions to these problems as best we can. Okay, great to know. Great to know. Sure. Watching the slow decline of the Republican Party over the last half century and the steep decline bottom following out over the last decade, it can be easy to see the nonsense that has overtaken the party as pretty much random. Once you start seriously looking at the problems America and the world face and who and what are standing in the way of solving those problems, it quickly becomes clear that there is nothing random to what the Republicans are promoting. And they go on. And uh, and like I said, I want everyone to go and read this. Um I'll end with this. What does any of this mean? Going forward, we would still be glad to have you, Republicans, as customers, but we're done pretending the Republicans' party's embrace of cruelty, racism, COVID lies, climate change denial, and threats to democracy are anything other than the risks they legitimately are. Right. If you need us to pretend you are not creating the hurt you are creating— in order for you to continue to be our customer, I'm sad to say you might be happier elsewhere. Mm-hmm. If, on the other hand, you still want the best spices and don't need us to respect how you vote, <laughs> we're happy to have you here, etc. Anyway, it was very refreshing to see um, yeah, a, company, a company, a company, a company uh, say Republicans are the problem, and not run from it, not say, look. Nope. We can't risk one person's dollar yeah. to, to stand on principle. Look, there's a lot of Nazis out there, but they buy spice. Okay. Yeah, right, right. So we can't and risk that's a offending. constant thing right. in shareholder companies, right? Yes, it is. Yes, yep. it is. Yeah. And and yep. if we just play a little bit of compare and contrast, <clears throat> well, first of all, I should have taken the win and gone home after the Lawrence O'Donnell panel. <laughs> uh, but I didn't. Uh, instead, I floated over to the Atlantic magazine, which is where mm-hmm. um, a guy named Jonathan uh, Haidt, uh, who is basically David Brooks with a PhD in psychology, mm-hmm. um, who runs something called, I'm not sure the exact name, so I'm just going to call it the Institute for Civility, Humility, Moral Feeling, Goodness. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of those out there. <laughs> yeah. And he looks a little bit like David Brooks. They they quote each other all the time. They're 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 sort of ideological circle jerk buddies. He refers to himself as a political centrist. Um, and he has a, a 200,000 word essay in the Atlantic, which I will not bore you with. But it, that's a major news publication publishing a major person and a major story. And it's the headline is 
why the past 10 years of American life have been uniquely stupid. Okay. All right. And he goes through the history of the Tower of Babel. And then he goes through the history of chat rooms and message boards Mm -hmm. and how Facebook is bad. And then Facebook is really bad. And Facebook has destroyed James Madison and Federalist number 10. And then we arrive at the place where we were headed all along, which is on the right, the rhino, Republican name only, was superseded by blah, blah, blah. On the left, social media has blah, blah, blah. These two extreme groups are similar in surprising ways. The stupidity on the right is most visible in the blah, blah, blah. The Democrats have also been hit hard by structural stupidity, blah, blah, blah. It's a, it, it never stops. It never stops. And it, there's nothing you can do to make the people who publish The Atlantic stop doing this. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do to make an, ass, an asshat like Jonathan Haidt stop believing the horrid shit that he believes. I'm sure Are he there believes any this. black editors at all at The Atlantic? Fuck if I know. I have no idea. Because that that is where I think you would nip this in the bud. Well. I, I just can't not imagine that this isn't, in addition to being a media problem, a white media problem. Well, so let's do a compare and contrast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Illinois Democratic County Chairman Association uh, is having a Springfield reception in about a month. Mm-hmm. And I'm on their page. They don't have a keynote speaker, but they do have a whole bunch of people who I, I sort of know or don't really know, Lee Trotter, assistant treasurer, at-large delegates, executive board members, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, boring District 186 school board presidents. Mm-hmm. You know, boring, normal Democrats who are going to get together in about a month. At a bar. At a bar. And charge pay some 50 money. Bucks, 50 bucks a head. Yeah. 50 bucks a head. Uh, 75 bucks a head. Platinum sponsorship mm-hmm. is $2,500 if you have it. And to to raise... <laughs> To raise money to get Democrats elected in Illinois, right? Okay. That's how Democrats in Illinois get, get elected. On the other hand, the uh, the Sangamon County Republican Party had its Lincoln Day dinner. Now, you might remember, I wrote about this last year and talked about it last year. And for their Lincoln Day dinner, they paid Candace Owens, who is completely out of her fucking mind, mm-hmm. to come to Springfield and spew horrifying conspiracy bullshit at the morons and raise money to get Republicans elected because that's what works. And you go down the whole history of, of who they bring on board. And I'm sure sometime in the dim- distant past, they brought in Everett Dirksen. Yeah. But they don't do that anymore. They bring in Corey Lewandowski. They bring in Laura, uh, Laura Ingram. For years, this has been going on. This is the grassroots people. These are the people that you kind of hope weren't as crazy as the National Party. Mm-hmm. This year, it was Charlie Kirk. This year, they paid Charlie Kirk $30,000. Last weekend. Last yep. weekend, they paid Charlie Kirk $30,000. Yep. Oh, this last Tuesday. This last Tuesday. Yep. They paid Charlie Kirk $30,000 plus expenses to come to town and spew conspiracy, hateful, crazy Charlie Kirk bullshit on them and then do grip and grins at various bars with various people who want to soak up the glory that is the reflected glory of Charlie Kirk. That's how they do their business at the grassroots on the ground. They bring in a, a fucking monster like Charlie Kirk, a fucking Gorgon like Candace Owens, and the local Republicans fucking love it. They will pay money to hear these people. That's what they're doing. They're raising money. This was a fundraiser. So they pay 30 grand to get him in the door, and they're going to make, I don't know how many tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands more, because that's who Republicans are. And that's who they've been for a really long time. And Jonathan Haidt apparently doesn't know that because Jonathan Haidt can't get his head far enough out of his ass to see what the country actually looks like and what people are actually doing in politics for the last 30 years. I think it's really important to reiterate that's Springfield, Illinois. 
Springfield, that's Illinois. Not, that's not, you know, some D.C. suburb of Virginia Republicans no. with tons of money to throw around. No. It's, this it's, is the and, grassroots of the Republican Party that thinks Charlie Kirk, a speech by Charlie Kirk, is worth paying for. Oh, and the little footnote, uh, they had to apologize to Christy Nome, <laughs> the psycho from South Dakota, because they asked a bunch of people, and apparently Charlie Kirk said yes first, and so they had to disinvite her. But they said, next year, come on down. We'll pay you a lot of money. Um, but that's who they go after, and they don't make any bones about it. Now, last mm. year- our local Republican rag had to actually run a story saying, essentially, I think the headline was, um, the the local party defends their choice of Candace Owens because it was an indefensible decision. It's a yeah. horror. Ted Nugent was one of their people one year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a, a who's the scumbag lowest part of the barrel? Let's get under the barrel and hire that person. This year, there was no story at all because it isn't a story because everyone knows this is who these people are and this is what they love doing. So this idea that you get from the the Acela Corridor, Ivory Tower. Well, let's face it, the Elite local opinions. paper has changed and is now covering Rockford for Springfield yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's they printed in They don't have enough reporters in Springfield to actually cover anything. So No, no. Anyway, that's sort of the compare and contrast. This is how the mm-hmm. two parties operate. So mm-hmm. if, if <laughs> this is why we need to vote blue, and this mm-hmm. is why we need to confront both siderism wherever we find it, even if it's among our family and friends, because it's just, it's bullshit. And it's, it's, the thing that was on the Lawrence O'Donnell segment was great, but it did sound like they'd been cribbing from straight from liberal blogger notes from 15 years ago, mm-hmm, 20 mm-hmm, years mm-hmm, ago. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. class, right around the time of the, that Lawrence was on during the commercials, you and I had a very interesting conversation about playing what if. Yeah. And you have long been complaining on this podcast and on your blog that mm-hmm. the problem is not democratic messaging. It's a democratic delivery system. Right. And Apparently. yet you and I at the same time last night talked about, well, what if there really was a truly liberal equivalent of Fox News on cable TV that yeah. was genuinely and and we can we can critique MSNBC all we want. There's you know, we have listeners who continually remind us that MSNBC is not your friend. No, they're not. They're definitely uh, not. Mm-hmm. But what if there was a truly you know, what What if Democracy Now! got on TV and was right. a basic cable? Right. And we had that had, delivery system. And had been on basic cable for 25 years. For 25 years. Right. And uh, would liberals watch it? Would what, what would what would be the impact of that? And, and, and well, you had an interesting answer to that, I thought. We, yeah, we had a very good discussion because it would fail. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it would fail overnight. It would fail faster than CNN Plus because Fox News doesn't persuade or inform anyone. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. its product is propaganda. Its product are lies, and it its business model is relentlessly hammering home one lie after another until everyone who watches it has a trigger word in their brain that either says Barack Obama was a Kenyan or Hillary's emails or Hunter Biden's laptop. That's mm-hmm. that's the that's mm-hmm. the function. That's what it mm-hmm. does. That's why it exists. Liberals wouldn't watch a liberal version of this. No. They aren't um, interested in brainwashing. <laughs> no, we're interested in yeah. news. Now, news with a liberal slant. We want to hear the stories we think are important reported honestly and correctly and thoroughly. And and MSNBC, sometimes they do that. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're well, terrible. And you sometimes know what happens, as I said last night, you know what mm-hmm. happens when Elizabeth, well, excuse me, when Rachel Maddow gets a semicolon wrong. Right. Her audience. Years. 
let's her know quickly. I mean, they love her, but they let her know quickly. Oh, no, 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 that's not right. And she'll get mm-hmm. tons of tweets saying, correct, correct, correct. We know what happened on Facebook with Russian disinformation. They gave up trying to plant disinformation on liberal pages because the first comment would be a fact check. Right. Fixing that, the fixing the error. And it then doesn't work. you couldn't you couldn't push, you know, you couldn't say the equivalent of Barack Obama was born in Kenya. You couldn't say Donald Trump was born in Kenya because someone would fact check that on the mm-hmm. liberal sites. Now, so, this this sort of ties back a little bit to the question that Lawrence Dell raised, which was if this tweet from Rob Reiner is true, mm-hmm. if it's a fact, how as does a news organization go about reporting the fact that Republicans, mm-hmm. a vote for Republicans is a vote against democracy? And because it's something that they're just trained not to do. They mm-hmm. cannot talk about the Republican Party as being the problem. They just can't. Well, they won't. So the question is, um, what good would having a liberal delivery system do? And my answer to is none, none at all. Um, but now the one thing that Fox News does do, and this is where we're not going to have this and we're never going to have this, is because they're so fucking relentless uh, and because they are now seated at the White House press corps, these, these, these Russian propagandist hacks have seats at the White House press corps. What they can do and have done over the course of 25 years is shove their lies into the mainstream press. They have beaten the shit out of, out of the mainstream media to the point where they will bend over sideways, backwards, and through four different dimensions to avoid the appearance of liberal bias. And still, it won't be enough. So they have basically beaten the, the legitimate media to its knees. They're so scared of being called liberal, they'll do anything to avoid that. And so they've terrorized the mainstream media. What Fox accomplishes by by endless repetition is by driving the story of defund the police into the mainstream media. So the mainstream media can go, oh my God, liberals want to defund the police. And then you can have Elise Jordan say, goddamn Democrats. All they Mm -hmm. ever talk about is defunding the police. That's Fox's unique ability. That they can just pound and pound and pound because they cover the same story all day long. And they'll keep pounding away at it all week long until someone in the mainstream media breaks and reports on it as news. Mm-hmm. And then they win. Mm-hmm. That's how they mm-hmm. win. Right. What we need is not to communicate with liberals because liberals more or less are already on our side. Mm-hmm. We, we don't need to commute with Fox, uh, communicate with Fox viewers. They're brainwashed. They're gone. They're never coming back. It doesn't matter what we say or do. They won't believe it because we're evil liberals. What we need to do is drive our message into the Today Show and mm-hmm. Good Morning America. And there is mm-hmm. no means of doing that other than through the mainstream press. And the mainstream press ain't going to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's the problem. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't matter if we had a liberal propaganda network because unless we are, unless reporters were more scared of us than they were of Fox News. Unless we could, unless we had something on the hosts of the Today Show and Good Morning America and could persuade them to keep putting our stories of, I don't know, Donald Trump being a an alien under the control of ZANU or whatever <laughs> fucking conspiracy we want to invent um, on their show, there's no equivalence. And there's no, there's no point in trying to, again, communicate with people who already agree with us. There's no place for persuasion outside of the very, very narrow window of people who get their news from Good Morning America, the Today Show, and maybe their nightly news at home. What stories penetrate there matter. And 
Fox News is just better at getting their stories shoved through that aperture because they have spent 25 years scaring the shit out of people who run those corporations so that they will take their stories and report them as news. And I think we have a really good example of breaking through. I'm jumping around in our notes. Oh, please. No, that's that's perfect. Yeah. Jumping through the hoop and breaking through the white noise is Mallory McMorrow of Whit, Michigan. Yeah. Yep. Because she she went to bed one night noticing that a Republican was calling her pro-pedophile by name in order to fundraise. And she got up the next morning and went and spoke on the floor of the Michigan legislature to say hate's not going to win. Mm-hmm. And maybe you f- you were fundraising successfully with that message, but you're not going to win this. And she was very uh, eloquent on topic, eloquent uh, and angry and blunt, very blunt, blunt. very clear and blunt by name. Might have called her. uh, We might have referred to as a shrill liberal. I was going to say, uh, you know, a little too strident, maybe. Too too strident for prime time. (laughs) Except, except. Mm-hmm. And this is the difference between a Democrat like this and some jackass like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Madison Cawthorn, mm-hmm. who are all comms people and no substance. This woman, Mallory McMorrow, gave a speech that was full of substance. Right. That's right. She didn't just say, blah, 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 fuck you conservatives, and then leave it at that. She had very specific things to say, and everyone should go and... Google her if you haven't heard her speech. But I can't imagine you haven't heard her speech because her comms people. Right. That's right. Got her on television everywhere. She was on Don Lemon. She was on Morning Joe. She was on two other MSNBC programs getting interviewed, spreading the message that this what we have what we now know is Putin style propaganda. Uh huh. This is, again, right wing brainwashing. Democrat, the Democrats are pedophiles lie, which is what Putin uses against his opponents. That's right. That's right. And if if you're if you're going to come for Democrats that way, you need to come back at them like this. Uh, Make it personal. (laughs) Don't sugarcoat it and back it up with all you fascists are bound to lose. Yeah. Yep. And. And she did and, that. And, and lead with your values. This is Yeah, what, lead you know, with your values. Lead with yeah. your values. And she explained who she was and why mm-hmm. they're so scared of her. Because mm-hmm. she's another parent who won't put up with she's this shit. She's a suburban mom. She's a straight, white, suburban mom who will not put up. Christian. And that is Christian. Yeah. Who will yeah. not put up with this. And she made a, a point of sneering at this woman saying, people who put Christian in their Twitter, Twitter bio, bio and hopped behind yes. that to hate people. Yeah. Which right. is, you know, every goddamn conservative on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was it was wonderful to behold, but it was such a an abnormality. Yeah, and um, it should and not be, no. especially when this is going on. I mean, this is taking Newt Gingrich and putting him on steroids. Yeah, which is what Putin does. This is that kind of politics, and it's got to cost them. I do agree in my heart because I have to <laughs> with Howard Dean, who said this is going to backfire. That. People know who their teachers are. People know who their state rep is. Mm -hmm. And people know that this suburban white Christian mom in Michigan isn't Mm pro-pedophile. And somebody coming out and raising money from the worst people in the world and the dumbest people in the world 
who are willing to part with money for that kind of message, it's going to backfire. People are sick of it. It's ugly. And they're going to lose. And that's where I'm at. Well, that's a good place to be. Yep. I'm not there, but I'm glad you are. <laughs> I, I want to come over and visit you there every now and then to <laughs> refresh myself. Mm. Um, I, I think it'll backfire eventually. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's that wonderful line from Casablanca um, from from uh, Victor, Victor Laszlo, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, so what if you kill me? So what if you put me in camp? Um, hundreds mm-hmm. more will rise to take my place. Even Nazis can't kill that fast. It's that level of fuck you. I'm going to run straight at you with a sword in both hands attitude that mm-hmm. get, gets people gets gets people's blood up. Not mm-hmm. you know the problem with Joe Biden. Yeah, is right. he won't raise taxes on the rich. Man, that sort of shit is just you know it, it is just dragging us down, mm-hmm. and it's and it's everywhere. And I I I do my best to to talk about it, but not be dragged down by it. Mm-hmm. Um, but identifying where we can make gains and where we can't. One thing that won't do any good <clears throat> is hoping and praying that we're going to get some magic media billionaire coming in saying, you know what we're going to do? We're going to build you a big, shiny new network, and it's going to be in everybody's yeah, house. That's everybody's not going to hear what you have to say. That's never going to happen. You know, I have been mocking for a long time now people who say should on Twitter. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's I, I want to give up writing long think pieces and just say, I think things should be this way. <laughs> call it a day. Because that makes me feel good, and it reaffirms my belief, because I said it, it's coming out of my own mouth, and I can go off and do other things. Um, but that's not how things work. Um, and the realities of politics and geography and timing and inflation are all real things. And it discourages me to see so many people, as, as we said already, pre-positioning themselves to say, I told you so. Because mm-hmm. on one <laughs> hand, you have people... And I, I got to give them some credit. I think both there are some people in both camp who both camps who are serious and who believe this. Uh, there's one camp that says, "Do not talk about kitchen table issues. Educate voters that the Republican Party is a threat to democracy, and voting against voting for Republican is a vote for to end democracy. That's mm-hmm. what you should say." Mm-hmm. And there's another equally loud group of people who say, "No, no, 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 no. People do not give a shit about democracy. The people you're trying to reach don't care." Which is some kind of the camp I'm in. You need to go at them with kitchen table issues. Here's what I'm doing to get lead pipes out of your neighborhood, get clean water into your neighborhood, get you a job and bring inflation down. That's all you should talk about. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I'm not enough of a politically savvy person to tell you what strategy is going to work in a country of 330 million people. But I do know that democracy is under threat by the Republican Party and anything you can do to get Democrats elected and reelected is greatly appreciated and actually moves the ball forward. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So if mm -hmm. talking about lead pipes works for you, then do that. If talking about democracy is hanging by a thread, then do that. But do something. Now, another compare and contrast. (laughs) You would like to tell me about a gentleman who would like to sue to have his name on the ballot. Uh, Well, uh, I don't know if you know this, Drift Class, but the Republican primaries are lit. They're lit. You predicted that, Blue Gal. I predicted that they would be. you can say, I told you so now, Blue Gal. I told you so. Yeah, <laughs> I told you so. They're, they are definitely lit. Uh-huh. Um, this is from Wonkette. Liz Dye, writing at Wonkette, um, says that back in January, we told you about Doug Lamborn, Colorado Republican, who has a million ethics problems. Uh, I'm not going to go into them, but boy, he's, as they call him, a special specimen in terms of 
self-dealing from his house seat. Um, little did we know that Lamborn, who once <laughs> likened working with the Obama administration as, quote, touching a tar baby, unquote, would soon face wow. a challenge, a primary challenge wow. from someone even stupider. Dave Williams, come on down. And what state representative Dave Williams, who did qualify to get on the June 28th Republican primary ballot, he's currently suing Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold for refusing to let him use his nickname on the ballot. Now, in, when I used to live in Alabama, uh, there were a whole bunch of people with the nickname Bubba in quotation marks on the ballot. Uh -huh. And uh, you never voted for those people, no matter what party they were in. If they had Bubba in the middle of their name, that that's it. That was disqualifying, as far as I was concerned. Um, but Dave Williams wants his nickname on the ballot to be Let's Go Brandon. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. As Wonkat says, that's right. This number 10 can of generic SpaghettiOs is suing to have himself captioned as Dave Let's Go Brandon Williams on the primary ballot. Uh, lit. Lit, Blue lit. Gal. I believe the lit. word you were using is lit. Lit. And his claim is, Let's Go Brandon is my nickname because it's in my profile on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Getter. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, a lot of people call me that. I've been calling Let's Go Brandon since seventh grade, okay? <laughs> seventh grade. I did, not make it, I did not make it to the eighth grade. But seventh grade, everybody called me Let's Go Brandon. I didn't know what it meant. Suddenly, history caught up with me. Now, I'm your friend. You should vote for me. And, you know, it's just, yeah. I, I don't even uh, know how to describe the, the, the person who is that broken thinks that's a great idea. And people who would go, oh, my God, he calls himself Let's Go Brandon. Let's vote for him. Yeah. Maybe he knows his voters better than anybody else does. That, that would, I'm yeah. sure he does because uh -huh. it's a heavily gerrymandered Republican seat. Yep. And saying fuck you, B Biden, in this cutesy Southern way is, uh, you know, because you can't swear. You just have to say bless your heart instead of fuck you. So you say let's go, Brandon, and everybody knows what you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, spokesperson for the Secretary of State's office uh, said, while Colorado statute does permit the use of nicknames on the ballot, our office does not believe this is a good faith use of this statute. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, and ending the article, Wonkette says, this shit is what happens when you have a party so puerile and totally bereft of ideas that they substitute edgelord pranks for actual policy and ideas. And this bloody idiot is probably going to win, too, thanks to Lamborn's lack of ethics and the district's double-digit Republican advantage. Great yeah. job, America. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's that's, that's who we've their grown. Party. That's, that's their the party. crop they have been they have planted and fertilized and and carefully cultivated these people, and now they're now they're blooming. Now they're everywhere. Now their fields are full of these people, and it it takes a long time to to cultivate a crop this awful. Mm -hmm. And a lot of diligent effort, a lot of weeding, a lot of getting rid of the impurities, a lot of a lot of what used to be called husbandry. <laughs> and a lot of people, I, I, I could name two of them offhand because they're both on this podcast right now, who have been sort of jumping up and down, waving our little arms, going, this is going to end badly. This is really bad. You need to stop doing this. You keep encouraging people. You keep you keep bending the knee to the worst people. You know, Michael Steele, years ago who lightly touched on Rush Limbaugh and Rush Limbaugh dropped the house on him. And, mm -hmm. and what happened? 
Michael Steele bent down and kissed Rush Limbaugh's ass and apologized profusely because he knows mm-hmm. goddamn well who's running his party. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there is... It's there are the two, testicle tanners. That's who it is. The, the testicle tanners. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. You thought we weren't going to get to that, didn't you? I, I thought when you had this in our notes, I thought that was Tanner 80. I thought that was that TV <laughs> series. But no, <laughs> it's not. It's something entirely different. Um, that, only thing, that, I only want to say one thing about that. Tucker Carlson has a bet either with himself or one of his frat brothers that he can get away with anything at Fox and he's using his Tucker Carlson originals yes. to demonstrate that mm-hmm. and showing that A, his bosses and B, his audience will let him say anything. Right. Anything. And he doesn't lose anything. a paycheck ever. No, never loses a viewer, never loses a paycheck because yep. this is all these people have. This, yeah. He's their main supplier, man. He is the direct cartel pipeline from, right. from, from to hell's the heart to their, to their veins. To keep um, them high. Yeah. I, I, the only thing I hope to come out of the whole incident is that someone will do a mashup, will do a quick meme of um, of Goldfinger, mm-hmm. the laser scene. And do you expect me to talk, Blow? Uh, <laughs> do you expect me to talk, Goldfinger? No, Mr. Bond. I expect your balls to get very, very tan. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, that's. That's my contribution to the culture today. So, so we have this evidence that this crop of of bigots and imbeciles, as some people refer to them, uh, meatheads, reprogrammable meat bags, as other people talk about them, have been cooking, have been out there. That the Republican Party, the elite in the GOP, have been very diligently harvesting these people and, and cultivating them and, and crossbreeding them to create a perfect mob of dopes that they can tell anything and who will vote for them every time. So it's been out there a long time. And along comes a guy named Matthew Continetti. Now, you might know Matthew Continetti from my blog or from this podcast because Matthew Continetti is a third-generation product of Republican nepotism. Um, his, his granddaddy-in-law was Irvin Crystal, one of the godfathers of neoconservatism. His father-in-law is Irvin Crystal's son, Bill Crystal. You might remember him from the Iraq war, getting everything fucking wrong, <laughs> identifying Sarah Palin as the future of the party, and then pretending all of that never happened and getting on as an MSNBC contributor. And now he's a hero of the revolution. Well, Matthew Continetti is Bill Crystal's idiot son-in-law and got his start at the Weekly Standard, which was Bill Clinton's, uh, Bill Clinton, Bill Crystal's magazine. And his first book was all about how Sarah Palin, his first and I think only book until recently, maybe I'm wrong was about how unfairly maligned Sarah Palin was by the elite liberal media. That's Matthew Continetti. He looks like he's about 12, but he married uh, Bill Crystal's daughter, so he's in the club. And then along came Trump, and there was a little bit of a break, because Matthew Continetti, after initially resisting the gravitational pull of Donald Trump, found nice things to say about him. He's also the founder of the Washington Beacon, which is a rag one step below the Weekly Standard, or two or three steps below the Weekly Standard. So he's in the fucking club, man. He he was bred for this fucking club. So um, he had a little break uh, with with the uh, with the with the rest of his family. He's off there saying, you know, Trump did some good things. You know, uh, maybe maybe some of them deserve an award. Um, but now he's back in the fold. And Matthew Continetti has written a book. That's why he was on Meet the Press last week. That's why he's making the rounds everywhere. And the book is called The Right: The Hundred Year War for American Conservatism. 
in which Matthew Continetti, Matthew Continetti suddenly discovers that something has gone horribly wrong with the conservative movement, <laughs> and maybe somebody should do something about that. Testicle tanning. Testicle tanning. And he got a glowing <laughs> review in the New York Review of Books. Oh, my God. Thank God someone's finally talking about the history of conservatism. And he got a glowing review here and a glowing review there. And my favorite is The New Republic, which is – I'll just read a little bit from The New Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, for more evidence of the messy overlap between populists and the establishment, Continetti could have looked to the Weekly Standard. He knows that David Brooks was once the senior editor of the magazine, but didn't say that Tucker Carlson, now far and away the most influential right-wing pundit not named Trump, was one of its first writers. Quote, Crystal was always encouraging me to write hit pieces on Pat Buchanan, Carlson said. He saw himself as the ideological gatekeeper of the Republican Party. The problem was that aside from foreign policy, Crystal and Buchanan didn't agree, dis- didn't disagree on much, including social issues. In private, Carlson says, uh, Crystal was as witheringly anti-gay as Buchanan was in public. It must have been awkward, too, that Buchanan's sister, Kathleen, was Crystal's assistant. Mm-hmm. These are all people who helped build the monster machine that produced Trump. And the way you get out of being responsible for that is by backing way the fuck up and saying, don't look at me. I'm just over here. I'm a historian. Let me tell you the, the sweeping 100-year epic of the conservative movement and how Reagan was glorious and how Barry Goldwater was a saint and how Bill Buckley drove the bad people out of the party. But then when nobody was looking, a bunch of bad people got into the party, did bad things. I didn't see it coming. Did you? No, I didn't see it coming. But suddenly bad shit happened and Trump hijacked the party and well, there we are. Completely write yourself and your family and your magazine and everybody else you know out of history. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's pretty amazing. And of course, no nobody except a, <laughs> the New Republic is going to mention the fact that Matthew Continetti goddamn well knew all this was happening all along. He grew right. up in it. He was steeped yeah. in it. And he's now become, now he's back in the fold. Now he's been forgiven. Now he's got a book. Because now he's become like every other never Trumper. It wasn't my fault. I didn't do it. I'm not responsible for this. It's 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 just something happened. And let me tell you the long and glorious history. And let me talk to you about my ancestors who were great people. We're sure something's wrong now. Something's bad now. We should do something about it now. But you know, nobody could have seen this coming. Uh, uh, who knew? Who who? who no one sounded the alarm. Nobody alerted me. Nobody called the Weekly Standard and said, hey, look out for these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of which mm-hmm. is not true. All of which is a lie. But it does help if you have enough connections in the media. If you have, an, if you have married into the family that founded America, modern American conservatism. If you have pals up and down the media universe and you write a book, you can get your past forgiven, forgotten, washed away and be welcomed back onto Meet the Press like a lodge brother. And that's how things work in the elite circles, as opposed to the let's go Brandon nicknamed morons who are yep. the creation of this machine that mm-hmm. Matthew Continetti and his daddy and his father-in-law and his grandfather-in-law helped build. End of story. End of story. Hey, Driftless, you want to do a news roundup? Sure. You know, I was going to talk about the nose and Google and how language invents the world. We should mention that we have been enjoying on the audiobook uh, A Swim in a Pond in the Rain, which is by George Saunders. It's about Russian literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just out in paperback. So uh, if that's something that interests you, recommend that book. So um, stock up on Penzi Spices and and works by <laughs> those George are Saunders. free advertising. About, yeah. You know, free advertising for stuff we're doing. Um, but we're really enjoying 
hearing about stories and how characters are built and how you tell a story and so forth. So, well, and and how um, language is used and abused, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how language does invent the world you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you if you yeah. have the wrong language, if if you have the wrong story in your head, if you've misinterpreted the world in a profound way and found language to justify that, how hard it is to get out of that mm-hmm. and see the world mm-hmm. as it really is. There's there's one quote, I'll just, not a quote, but a mention. I, um, I, I'm not sure if, it, I think George Saunders said this, that um, a woman throwing herself against the fence of language and that the dents in the fence are poetry. Ah. Trying to describe the real world, trying to, to get at the real truth. And, and language is an imperfect instrument, but it's an extremely powerful, magical instrument. And you can make people believe all kinds of crazy shit if you tell them a right story, if you tell them a good story. And that's what the nose is. The nose is sort of Gogol talking about the imperfection of the universe and how things are weird and doing it in many different layers. And I'd love to talk about it for an hour with you on some podcast in the future, Blue Cow. (laughs) Well, it is interesting to think about the fact that elections and political parties and so forth is the story of conflict. Mm-hmm. And yet in order to tell that story, it seems necessary in the part of corporate media to pretend that there isn't really a conflict because some people are afraid of conflict. Right. And that conflict, if you actually have to choose a side, doesn't sell dick pills to everybody. Mm-hmm. And so if the purpose of, of what you're watching on television is to sell product rather than tell the truth, then you're going to get both siderism. Right. And that's a lie. The point is that both siderism is a lie. It is a lie. It is by calling everyone else on both sides members of the cult or tribes. Mm-hmm. It ignores the fact that the biggest cult, the most deeply wired into their soul cult, is both siderism. Yeah. The most yeah. tribal of all the tribes are the both siderists. Yeah. They mm-hmm. hold themselves at arm's length from everybody else and say, everyone to my left and right is wrong. Mm-hmm. I occupy a unique position above all conflict, above all human interests, where I can say with perfect assurance that I am telling you the truth because I am completely without perspective and have no platform or no opinion or or no ax to grind, which is bullshit. Because when one side is a fascist and one side is not, and you keep treating them as equals, your agenda is to lie about what's really going on. And And protect the people who are lying. Yes, indeed. You are protecting, you are benefiting the liar every time. Yeah. Speaking of liars yeah. who are getting benefits, the Florida Senate approved a new congressional map, which is proposed by Governor Ron DeSantis that gives Republicans a significant advantage over Democrats. The new map, one of the nation's most aggressive, creates 20 seats that favor Republicans compared to eight that favor Democrats. And disenfranchises black people. Yes, at, in record numbers. In record uh, numbers. Is, is just is at, naked and above board. And if Disney doesn't do something about this son of a bitch... Um, you know, I don't know what, what to can say. I say? Mm-hmm. A judge who tossed out the federal government's transportation mask mandate from Florida, by the way, uh-huh. received a not qualified rating from the American Bar Association in 2020. She is on the federal bench thanks to a Trump appointment and a 49 to 41 party line vote in the Senate, all of which happened after the 2020 presidential election. And since she was just 33 when Trump appointed her, she'll be on the bench wreaking havoc. For at least the next 30 to 40 years. Yep. So like I said, we're in for a rough ride. Uh, on the other hand, 56% of Americans support mask mandates on planes, 
trains, and public transportation, while 24%, and we know who they are, oppose it, and 20% have no opinion. Well, they, they may not be flying or using yeah. public transportation at all, which is me. I won't fly. That's it. Right. That's my same. answer. Same as same. Mm-hmm. The Biden administration plans to scrap a Trump-era rule that allowed health care providers to refuse performing abortions or other medical services that conflict with their religious or moral beliefs. Thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you, Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden will also restore stricter environmental standards for approving new pipelines, highways, power plants, and other infrastructure projects, reversing yet another Trump-era environmental rollback. Thanks, Joe Biden. 70% of the 111 candidates that the former guy has endorsed for governor, federal office, attorney general, or secretary of state claim that the 2020 election was fraudulent. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's, a, it's an ongoing coup. Alex Jones's Infowars filed for bankruptcy in an effort to settle defamation lawsuits over his comments the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting was a hoax. He's also trying to broker a deal with the J6 committee while insisting that he himself is innocent of all wrongdoing. And he told his audience that he's not actually declaring bankruptcy. He's just filing Chapter 11. Right. Don't, and don't they're dumb it. enough to believe it because, you know, they buy his supplements and listen to Infowars. So mm-hmm. you can make money betting on how gullible Infowars listeners are. And they all do. Yep. Yep. Congresswoman Debbie Lesko of Arizona, uh. another brain trust, insisted that Biden had stopped a billion migrants at the border. (laughs) She claimed that as if it was a bad thing. She also said it was a billion. A billion in six months is 230,000 migrants an hour or the population of Des Moines, Iowa, every 60 minutes. Man, we we do not need that many more Iowans in this country, Blue Gal. But but Drift Glass, isn't that amazing that a Biden stopped a billion people from ill- illegally entering the United States of America? I must. I felt the Earth's rotation change as that many people. <laughs> when one seventh of the Earth's population yes. was stopped at the border by yeah. Joe Biden. Yes. Thanks, Joe Biden. By all, Thanks, you know, Joe Biden. Wow, you're doing a great job. And and the Debbie Lesko, uh, her one trillion tons of fentanyl was also stopped at the border. <laughs> Which, you know, according to Jim Jordan, is a bad thing. Uh-huh. I guess Jim Jordan's hurting for his uh, for his fix. I don't know why. I don't know why anybody is dumb enough to vote for these people. I don't know why they keep listening to liars, but except I do. It's human nature. They have they have this they found this needle that satisfies a craving and they're not gonna give it up until it's slapped out of their hands. Uh, the Florida Education Department rejected 54 math books for its K through twelve curriculum because they quote, contain prohibited subjects like Working together cooperatively to solve problems. Yeah, that's not allowed. Yeah. Is Debbie Lesko a graduate of Florida Education System? I don't know. She could be. She might she have taken math there. That's for sure. She doesn't seem to know how math works, but that's yeah, okay. Or, or, or language, mm-hmm. like stopping at the border. Yes. Mm-hmm. CNN Plus will shut down at the end of April after approximately 23 days in business. I think that's a Scaramucci. Yeah, it's a corporate Scaramucci. Yeah. Um. And, you know, it's, again, I just can't shed enough tears for poor Chris Wallace. Um, Whatever will he do? Uh, Maybe he'll go back on Fox News. I don't know. In local news, thanks to alert listener Steve for this headline from WGLT, the NPR station at Illinois State University. Marijuana users celebrate 420 and McLean County taxing bodies celebrate how much money pot makes. It turns out that crazy hippie notion of legalizing marijuana 
regulating it so it's safe and then taxing it actually works. What doesn't work is letting all of the white folks cut to the front of the line who have money and gobble up all the uh, licenses. All the licenses. Yeah. That is the part where this whole thing falls apart. But in theory, the whole idea of legalize, regulate, and tax works great. And Drift Glass, we have breaking news out of Illinois. <gasps> uh, Rich Miller at Capital Facts, who we've talked about before, has tweeted while we've uh-huh. been recording. Moody's has upgraded Illinois' credit rating for the second time in less than a year. Oh, my God. Why is that, Blue Gal? Because we have a good governor who knows how to budget shit? Exactly. And, uh-huh. we, and we have marijuana tax revenue to spend. Yeah. That is but- That is it. By the yeah. way, um, just as a side note, I have been paying attention to the local races for uh, Senate and governor, and they're all uh, exactly what you would expect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, the more law and order than thou candidate, Mr. Irvin, mm-hmm. uh, is being strafed by his own side because he once said something nice about Black Lives Matter. Because <laughs> um, black, they said they said they said roast the pigs, man. Yeah, and there's a clip of somebody saying that. Therefore, that's his. Now, I want him to lose. I want all to lose. These are all Republicans, and they're all horrible. Uh, Mary Miller, uh, her ads are all about how she's the Trump endorsed candidate for for uh, Congress uh-huh. from the 15th district. And then the end of her ads are, um, in case Joe Biden's listening, Mary Miller endorsed Trump because you know uh, Joe Biden is 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 falling apart mentally. Oh, I see. You don't want to get. And in between is how the socialist uh, Green New Deal from the squad is killing us mm-hmm. at the gas pump. Mm-hmm. So they have their campaign shit down. And one of one thing they all have in common, we know, you know what they all love, no matter which end of the crazy spectrum they're on, they all support election integrity, Blue Gal. Because, you know, election integrity is how you bend a knee to the big lie without having to say that you actually believe that uh, Trump won. Because that's mm. embarrassing. So in Illinois, but they all think I stand firmly for election integrity. Unlike my opponent, who you know used magic means and buses full of immigrants to get Joe Biden illegally elected. Right. Uh, but it's it's they're terrible people. Illinois has a crop of horrible, horrible people who all market themselves as Christian and all lie through their teeth. So, welcome to the 2022 primary elections in Illinois. We'll keep reporting on that as news comes in. Each week, we post to our Facebook page and website an Internet Kitty sent in by you, the listeners. This week's Internet Kitty is named Unnamed. (gasps) That's the name of the cat, Unnamed. He's also unashamed. He has no shame. And he's a lovely, lovely Siamese kitty. And, of course, Unnamed eats freshly poured cat food, our fake sponsor. Whether you serve pet store perfection or dollar store direct, your cats will sit on the kitchen floor and demand. That the food they eat is only freshly poured. Freshly poured, freshly poured. Oh my lord, it's freshly poured. And you can send your internet kitty, dog, or other pet to us at our email address, proleftpodcast at gmail.com, where you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service. Go, Postal Unions! Letter on the air, unless you say otherwise. Hashtag fire to joy. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us. This is not charity. This is a job that we love doing. I want to thank the listeners who have already contributed to my GoFundMe for hearing aids. 
Uh, we paid for almost one year <laughs> of the two that I need. And uh, I received a very nice note from one donor who is a retired audiologist who said uh, he listened to what I had said about needing hearing aids in an earlier show. And he said, it really sounds like you needed the custom programmed hearing aids that you got. And mm-hmm. he's right. I did. So um, deeply appreciate your supporting my GoFundMe to pay for those. Absolutely. Uh, there is a link at our website and I am tweeting about it regularly and I'll put up another link today at our Facebook page. So please help out if you can. Approximately 1% of our listeners support this podcast with a contribution you can too. See our website, proleftpod.com for details. Both our PayPal and postal address information is there at proleftpod.com. Please share our show on social media. And if you love this podcast, please get someone else to listen to. And thank you for doing that. Hey, Drift Glass, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Blue Gal, the Internet Kitties think the Republican Party is missing a billion brain cells. A billion! A billion, (laughs) which is why you need to vote blue no matter who. Let's think about living. Think about living. Let's think about loving. Think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the humping and the bopping and the loving, loving, loving. Let's forget about the whining and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow with the switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license, copyright 2022, DGBG Productions Incorporated.